Yo, what's up, everyone? Uh, welcome to Nostalgia Unrequited, a podcast where we rekindle our love of pop culture of the past. This is Henry. I'm coming at you live from Osaka, Japan. And right now, I'm sipping on some uh, some chamomile tea. Yeah, and this is your boy, Joe Lewis. And hailing from Atlanta right now. And right now, i not drinking tea, but I just finished some coffee. Uh Today, we're doing a deep dive into uh, our favorite 90s sitcom, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, that's pretty much everyone's favorite sitcom. I think everyone loves it, but uh, it's uh, creeped back into our lives in a really interesting and fun way with the reunion special that uh, got uh, posted to HBO Max, right? Yep. Yeah, and uh, Joe and I uh, had, a, had a look and we, and we watched it and uh, we're ready to dig deep into it and uh, we can't wait. So, yeah. So to start off, uh, Joe, what, what were your, some of your initial reactions after seeing the reunion special? Uh, my initial reactions were more towards the things that I didn't know. Like uh, I didn't, yeah, didn't, yeah, didn't yeah. know about the show. And yeah, the first yeah. one that immediately uh, kind of blew me away was yeah. the fact that Will knew everyone's lines. <laughs> yeah, and, that was dope. That was real dope. And watching the show as a kid growing up and even, even now, when I watched revisit some of the episodes, I would never have noticed Will yeah. just sitting alongside other characters, yeah. lip syncing their lines. So when they highlighted that, I, I thought that was pretty dope. I was like, I was actually yeah. blown. I was like, damn. Yeah. And the story, dope. and the story he told tells about getting uh, the show and how Quincy invited him into his home, and he was just like, "Well, yeah, I'll take a meeting with Quin Quincy." So yeah, that was interesting for me uh, yeah, to yeah. see how that see how the show came to life. That's something that I didn't know. Uh, yeah. Those moments. What about you? Yeah, but yeah, I I'm right there with you. Uh, uh, my favorite part was, uh, or uh, one of my favorite parts was when uh, the guy, the one of the co-creators that works at Quincy, was like. Um, yo, it's about me. I'm from Watts, and then I came to Bel Air. Where are you from? He's like, I'm from Will's. Like, I'm from Philly. Okay, show us about a guy from Philly who goes to Bel Air. <laughs> I was like, I mean, easy. Yeah, cool. It makes sense. I don't, I don't know why that struck out to me, but I was like, okay, cool. Because essentially, it doesn't matter. It's like a non Bel Air to Bel Air, so like it could be anywhere, right? <laughs> you know, in a yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, th so that was cool. Um, no, but. Uh, not gonna lie, man. I I was feeling all the feels during that on Viv talk and during the Uncle Phil tribute and stuff. It was it was done beautifully and tastefully, and it was just like the, it didn't they didn't linger on too much on it. They didn't they didn't not do it enough. It was like the perfect middle ground of bringing in um the actress that the original actress that played on Viv and paying homage to Uncle Phil, and it was just perfectly executed. Yeah. Well, a couple of other things I didn't know was that uh, it was filmed in front of a live TV audience. Yeah. That yeah. I didn't know. And I and the way they, they sorry, the way they explain like how they used to hype up the audience, like oh, it was a- Instruments? Yeah, like a like a performance before the show. That's yeah. dope. Like I would have I would have loved to just sit there and be like somebody who had, hey, I'm going to see the French Prince show, like Fred, see the recording of the French Prince tonight. Right, like so. Yeah, that's they, like they were saying it was like the hottest ticket in town, like a Friday night ticket, right? Yeah, like you got a ticket to Saturday Night Live, you got a ticket to the Chappelle Show, and sometimes you don't recognize that, like getting those tickets to these, uh, like audience recorded sitcoms, is like 
a double dose of that show in two different aspects because you're in yeah. the audience while they're yeah. making it and you get yeah. to watch it that way. But uh, it's almost like theatric in a sense. But the other thing that was also dope was, um, and I never knew this, I'm gonna probably go back and rec- pay attention more to this, but Jazz noted that every time he got thrown out of the house, it was the same outfit. So they eventually got to a point where they just, when you saw him coming into the episode that day with that shirt, you knew he was being thrown out the house. So that's dope because- I never realized that either. Never realized that. Yeah, yeah, that's funny, man. Um, You know, on top of that, you know, the jazz stuff is, is, is always funny and getting thrown out, but like, you know, the, the, they, they did a clip where they were talking about that, that, that episode where, um, Hillary was being blackmailed by Will and Carlton. Like, that's just like the funniest thing I've ever seen. You know, like I remember first seeing that when I was the nine or ten or whatever. And I was thinking, like, man, yeah. that is so funny. And I've seen so many amazing comedies since then. Scrubs, The Office, and you know, I can go down the list of all the funny things I've seen, TV shows and TV moments. But like, nothing beats that moment where Will is blackmailing Hillary and Hillary is venting to Carlton and Carlton's like you know I, I'm gonna butcher it but it's like did he ask you to clean his room she's like no thank god it's like will you clean mine <laughs> like that was just perfectly executed the way it was written and the way that like you know Will yeah think he has this thing on Hillary but then Carlton knows that he has he has com- instructed her to what was it hit hit Will's head you're right yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then and then Hillary's just stuck in both and stuck in the middle, and Will doesn't understand what she's doing either. And that was just that was phenomenal acting on all three parties, you know. Yeah, and I think it lends perfectly to the point Will highlighted in the show, where first of all, Colton looking back on himself and saying like that character should have never made the show, right? Yeah, is interesting, but. Yeah. Also, um, like it it represents why the show was a success because like his character in real life, right? Like I recognize how he he kind of broke character to become <laughs> this guy yeah. Yeah. that he doesn't even appreciate at his older <laughs> age. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I say that to say like to go further with that. Him and Will, the Will mentioned this as well. Like the comedic chemistry, the, the right? The comedic chemistry between the two. So, like a lot of the moments that, again, the show was written to be p- like pundits between Uncle yeah. Phil and Will, right? But it developed, and this is on like that was my take on it too. Yeah, it developed more into a Will and Carlton show. Exactly. 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 You know what that kind of reminds me of? Um, you know, um, Julia White's character, Steve Urkel, was only supposed to be on for three episodes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was only he was only contracted to be part of three episodes. And like, uh, and because um, he doesn't make an appearance until, I recently watched all of season one of Family Matters, by the way. And uh, like, um, he comes in mid-season. And then when he mid-season, like the show just takes on a whole new element. And after those that, that are run, it's like, it felt empty without him, you, you know? A little different, but like, in the same thing that like, sometimes projects and 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 things just like take on a whole new life once you, once you, once you do it, you know? I think, I mean, and looking back 
as a looking back as like an adult on some of these shows and looking at how they shot it, I think that what you're saying makes sense. That's probably why he only like his scenes really only involve him coming in and out of that door. Right, so like right. if they want to cut it, they can cut it because yeah. like they don't got to right. take it further than that, that that moment in time of yeah. where he came in and out of that door. You know, I also think the Carlton and Will took over and became the focal point of the show is like, you know, Carlton and Phil probably from their inception wanted to represent like that Bel Air life or whatever, you know, but mm -hmm. when you juxtapose Uncle Phil to Will, you don't really highlight the juxtaposition and the differences of Philly and Bel Air because you can just easily chalk that up to age or maturity. Yeah, I, I agree yeah, with that. I agree with yeah, that more. Yeah, and then, then it's just a show about an old guy and a young guy and a guy with older, more educated, more sophisticated tastes and a, and a young, you know, like, you know, whippersnapper just being cool or whatever, right? But when you bring it back to Carlton and Will, it's like you, the theme is really, really pushed in, you push through, you, you, you know, it's like the tone is set, like this guy's from here, this guy's from here, and they're different because they're both high school students. <laughs> yeah, it's also more relatable too. Exactly. Being in that, in, in that position as a as a young one, you're right. you're watching the show. You're yeah. looking at Will as the character. Yeah. And you're yeah. looking at Will's life mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. all that he has to go through most of the time. Yeah. Like he's coming yeah. into a coming into his family, uh, yeah. his his aunt's fam, his uh, yeah, he's coming right. into his aunt's family. Right. And feeling like an outsider and yeah. also the beautiful moments of being included. And, you, you, you know, and, 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 and I think the literary um, genius in, in, in juxtaposing those two um, was that like it actually most of the time showed how similar they were. Well, yeah, the sim well, right. similar they, they take on similar high school issues. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like it's coming from two different worlds, two different aesthetics. But like most of those episodes, like they're both trying to get a date. They're both struggling with girls. They're both going to school. They both have friends. They both are trying to find themselves. They're both trying right. to assert themselves in situations where they can come out on top and be celebrated. You, 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 you know, like, and they're both making, you know, through their competition and comedic chemistry, they make each other feel bad. You, you know, I don't mean that in a, in a gross way, but you, but you know what I mean, right? Well, like, I mean, maybe not feel bad, but they, they definitely influence, like, they, each other, yeah. Each other, like, and they said that in the show, like, there's time, like, by the end of the series, you you feel the camaraderie, like, wholeheartedly, yeah. the yeah. brotherhood between the two. Yeah. And even though they came from different walks of life, like, they they shared the same space and they sh yeah. share a lot of the same tribulations. Right, right. You know, and it it goes show you that, like, you know, the you know, like there's always something to admire in, in someone else. And, and it's, and when you're young, that admiration can easily be internalized as, you know, not, not being good enough or whatever, you know, like Carlton wanted to go on dates like Will, he wanted to be a basketball player like Will, but then Will was, you know, jealous of, you know, sometimes his financial savvy or his ability to just, you know, be, be composed and put together in certain situations. And they had, they had different moments where they wanted to, have what that other person had you know and right. again those highlights those those human moments that you couldn't have done if you if you stayed with uncle phil and will you know yeah, yeah, yeah. i agree yeah. i mean i think the i definitely appreciate the carlton will uh juxtaposition rather yeah. than the other one because i feel like i mean just my assumption but i feel like that would be more uh 
it would be more fatherly some sound like yeah. you said like that and i don't i don't know how that show would have turned out like every every show would have been a lesson from a father yeah. to a son yeah. type our deal but i don't know yeah. if I, i'm here for that yeah yeah totally 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 um i wanted to uh ask you you know um one thing that uh will uh, that Will Smith said that really struck a chord with me was he said, you know, un he started off saying, unfortunately, unfortunately, this show 30 years later is the issues that they were talking about are still very relevant to this day, you know, mm -hmm. and um, I think he, 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 when he, when he dropped that com comment, um, um, they sliced in the clips of the episode of them being pulled over by a police officer. They, um, they mentioned the, the they they showed the clip with the with the gun violence, you know, mm -hmm. and some serious stuff there. And and what did you think of that comment? What did you think of that? Uh, well, yeah, with that just that clip alone, first of all, right? I yeah. I do want to talk about that clip because um, it represents two sides of the table without even having to use like color. Yeah. So. Um, and it's not that I, I like it, especially because it didn't use color a lot. I'm going to want to I'm going to highlight it from two aspects real quick. One, the aspect of that there's an there is there is a position that that like as a black person, we as black people, we often do feel we know when we're getting pulled over that we have to uh, and it's by getting pulled over by the cops. Right. There is this like there is this thing that we feel immediately immediate, immediate sense of fear. Right. Yeah. And for call to not to have that. Yeah. Yeah. It's surprising at first. Yeah. But it's also interesting. And I want to highlight that specifically because it 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 means like for some of a lot of our for a lot of black people who have made it per se yeah. right you can't escape those times when you yeah. have to be knocked back down to the ground so to speak by officers who don't know who you are and not even if that you did anything or not you don't deserve that level of treatment mm -hmm. but because of your skin color you're 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 automatically placed into a category that mm -hmm. that you're not that you weren't aware that you mm -hmm. was existed and that's mm -hmm. the one aspect of it where you're Carlton and you're 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 you see the world as the world everybody else right and you're like well yeah all guys this is the best thing that could have happened he's yeah. gonna, he's gonna help us yeah. right because that's the that's the police's jobs job to serve but in the second lane now you see will you know will offers the perspective that I highlighted at first, right? Perspective that we all come to know that when the cops pull us over, that's done. Like we could, that could be the end of our lives right there. So, mm -hmm. and for Will to have that and call to have that sitting in the same car and um, have that be shown, right? I would hope that people see that and get those two perspectives because it's it's worth noting that we we as people black people would want would like to feel like a Carlton. We would like mm -hmm. to feel like that's deep, man. Like um, 
Like, it, oh yeah, it, police are our would, friends. It would be fantastic if if the sentiment that that Carlton was presenting wasn't outlandish. Yeah. It, it'd be great if that was the norm, right? It'd, if be, that was the norm. It, it'd be fantastic that like, that the way Carlton reacted was was normal and, and justified, right? Right, and but, that's but, why but, I like the fact but that-, that, but that- Why that scene was so poignant is because it's clear to everyone involved and everyone watching and the whole world seeing it, they're like, no, that is not how you should be feeling right now, Carlton. And that's where yeah. the heartbreak comes in. That's where the sadness comes in. And, and again, unfortunately- That's the relation to today. Is it right? It's still like that today. But that's also why I like that scene and the fact that Carlton, it's Carlton doing that and not a white person. If it was Will yeah. and a white person in the car, yeah. I don't think we would ever be able to get that sec that second perspective that I've just right. offered, right? Because yeah. of course it makes sense that a white person feels like that. So you don't sure. deep dive into why a white person feels that privilege, but there yeah. but the black having both black people in the car and different perspectives is 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 representative of another angle that we do struggle with being the angle that we we do want to live like that we do want to have that feeling that Carlton has but we just can't and then there's moments and times where a lot fortunately a lot of us know that even as we ascend the ranks in life yeah we still have the ability to be uh unfortunately miss i'm not going to say kick back down that's going to say mislabeled because that doesn't sure. they shouldn't take away our our achievements but that's just the like the fact of the matter what do you think of the ending of that palm springs episode you know uh, um when when uncle phil and his partner uh, the white lawyer dude like break uh, get get will and carlton out and they get back home and stuff like you know, I, I don't remember, I can't, of course, quote the exact exchange, but like, you know, um, Carlton asks his Uncle Phil, his dad, like, yo, like, you know, did they pull me over because the license plate was blah, 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 and there was a crime? That's why, right? It's, it's not because, uh, because of, because I'm black, right? You, you, you know, and Uncle Phil, remember his response was like, yeah, I asked myself the same thing the first time I got pulled over. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 was that was again this kind of like this bursting of his bubble. You 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 know what I mean? This this the, you're you're we're watching before our eyes. This his idealism of the world um, disappear, vanish, shatter. You, you, you know, and that was really really profound for me to to uh, to witness when I first saw the episode and to revisit in the reunion. What did you think of how it ended? That episode, that closing scene. For a while, for a couple, like for a while, I always felt like and I, I'm still like torn on how to feel about it, but I get it. But for I, I like the ending, but to me, and this is just because I know that's how it goes down. Like the cop, when you get pulled over by the cops, I, but I sometimes I just don't understand. Uh, called his naivety, naive, oh. naive naivety. Yeah, uh, yeah. In a sense, it's yeah. almost childlike, and that's and not that I don't like that, but that's what it, that's what makes it interesting. It's as if he's a five-year-old. You know, his, huh? his 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 uh his sense of naivety is his 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 disillusionment, his what his you know disconnection 
seems disingenuous and not authentic as a as a black American character. But right, right. Uh, because I, but, I, Carlton, I, but Carlton is the vessel for the mass audience, right? You, you see, you see what I mean? Indirectly, because yeah, because that's like what, so, that's what you recognize at the end of, at over time that right, you've right. taken on this perspective of highlighting like why did that like he he had to exist for the conversation exactly to be whole yeah so you know that's the kind of the genius of carlton is that the running joke of carlton and for a lot of episodes is that he wasn't black enough or he wasn't you know strong enough or whatever 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 and if you look at it in a perspective like how could if you take a literal like how could a educated smart black American male live to that age and still feel that way. Well, actually, right. he, you, you know, it's not that actually. He's actually a, a there as a vessel to to in, to to bring in to bring along everyone in the world that is not understanding of of Black American issues. You, you know, so it could be white, could be Asian, could could be anything. You, you you know, just anyone who is not from that world, you could you could come in via Carlton. You know. Yeah, I, I agree with that perspective. That's one way I didn't look at it before, but I do. That does make sense. Yeah, yeah. but that's exactly why what you, what you just said, right? Someone who's edu that educated, that smart, right? It never really made sense to me why, how you could be so how, how you could, right? Like, how could you be, what, what is he in the show? Probably 16, 17, right? How, how could you be 16, 17 and still not, but, 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 but. So in that way, you're just like, really? But at the same time, we're, we're, it, he is more than that. He is a vessel. He is a, you know, a window for them to come through into this world, you know? Yeah. I, I have a question for you. If, if the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was written in, in 2020, you know, this crazy chaotic year with all the social unrest going on, what is something that do you think Will and the writers and the, set and the, and the cast would have wanted to do an episode on that they did not do an episode on back then? Hmm, that's, a, that's a good question. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't think it's gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna say uh, healthcare. <laughs> I don't think they would have weaved that in there. But uh, is is the obvious one that we can't ignore? Would it be police brutality, right? Well, yeah, but I think they touched on that. So if they're remaking a show for 2020. I, what, are you? Is a question more? What, what new idea would they include from twenty twenty, or what? I what does in general? Because I mean, I think I, they I, I guess, I guess it, the show. I, yeah. I guess if I was to answer my own question, is they they didn't do an episode on police brutality directly, and since that was a big issue and discussion point in twenty twenty, I feel like if the Fresh Prince was around now, they would they would do a direct episode about that, right? Yeah, I mean, they would probably have an episode where Will was getting getting beat down, I guess. But I, I, and, and that that led to my next question. Okay, let's say, let, let's explore my my answer there with the police brutality. Right? How would you write that episode? Would you do it with via Will with him getting, or would you do it with his friend, or would you do it with Jazz? You, you know, I, I I think if I'm just riffing here. I think it would have to happen to a Jazz, someone that's not Will and Carlton, so you could juxtapose the two 
different ideas, right? So, or or it, it just happens on TV, right? There was a police brutality in the room and then Carlton would be like, oh, you know, like say something in defense of the LAPD or something. And then Carlton, and then Will would be like, are you kidding me? You know, and that's how I see that episode working out in 2020. Uh, I think it would, I think it would be more of a jazz thing for sure. Um, and that's probably why I'm struggling with the idea of the episode because Will, it can't be Will or Carlton because that's they're almost the, too extreme for any one of their characters in the sense. Exactly. Because, and they're the storytellers, right? They're the, yeah. they're the, they're the two people that push the, the dialogue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, but I, I have another idea. I uh, this is not just 2020 related, but it kind of is in the sense that like we're in a um we're we're in a really PC culture these days, you know, and and you know young millennials and online dating is 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 around. I think uh, I think there would be an episode about um, multiracial dating, mm-hmm. and it'd probably be with uh, Ashley or or uh, or um uh hillary or something like that you know and uh yeah and that idea of this you know you know i I feel like well yeah yeah that that what what do you think of that uh like uh interracial dating yeah um because they didn't really touch on that either yeah i mean they haven't touched on into like interracial relationships in this show at all um and as far as what i would think about that i mean it would be a different aspect uh it would be it would be surprising i don't know if it would i'm be wrong 2020 i don't know if it'd be remember will's aunt dated that dude from uh dated a white dude well i mean did they was she reliving the was she just reminiscing no remember um, remember, uh, Will's, uh, mom and, and on Viv and all the sisters come together and she brings the boyfriend home and it's a white dude. And that creates, creates a huge, huge problem. So I'm totally wrong. There was an episode about that. And that was a really good one too. But, but Will, but Will's aunt was married to Uncle Phil. No, there was a, another aunt who had, who brought a white boyfriend home. Remember? And, and, and Will's, uh, Will's mom didn't want to go to the wedding cause he was a white dude. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I remember that episode now. Yeah, yeah, so there was one. I totally, like, forgot about that. So, yeah, they did do an episode about it, and it was incredible. That was a really good episode. Yeah, and that's, again, I think that's fine why I'm highlighting that. I don't know if that would, it, it was good. I think it would have been good, but I don't think that would have been 2020, because that, that's what, something what, that, what, that's not that's something true. unique to 2020, but yeah. That's true. Uh, but 2020, I think, along the aspect of the the virtual uh piece right uh i think there were i mean i think in the comedic sense there could they could have found a way to do something around uh voting mm. um and why matt i think that if you break that down uh there there's a lesson to be learned there in a way so it could have done a episode around voting where uh probably will doesn't want to vote and it'd probably be very similar to the malcolm x episode but instead of it being one where will is like 
like pro like yeah. pro movement he would just be anti movement or anti uh well I, I think it could probably even be someone like uh Hillary being anti like I think I'm not sure how it would be written in, but somebody in that household would have to be anti-voting. But I think a lot of the characters lend themselves to being coming like enlightened. Like Hillary would could be one that would be like, okay, like we got to vote because of like, I oh, I got to vote. Like she, I, she could be the one that could be turned. Uh, I could also see her being the one that is voting but does it just because to get the badge to be like I voted to get the sticker or something yeah. you know that because she's such a trend chaser right 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 that's my that's my point like that's where I feel like she could be the one where that like, she's the one that gets flipped from like yeah. not voting to voting because of the trend like and and to look at it and to look at those different reasons why everybody is voting yeah. would right, be right. different would be interesting to sure. to sure. pick a card. You know, um, and you know, another amazing part of the the series, uh, the, the reunion episode was the was the two onvivs meeting and the discussion about Will and the original onviv and I'm forgetting her name right now and the actress and the, and uh, yeah, that was really really emotional, man. What did you think of that? And yeah, what, Janet. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what did you think? Uh, for me, I I think the changing of onvivs was a key moment in the show in general, just that the, the and Will said this too, like the Aunt Viv, the previous Aunt Viv, right? Both black, right? But the previous Aunt Viv was, uh, I, I'm gonna say in the words of Nas, she was ultra black, right? <laughs> she was ultra black. Uh, the way she carried herself, not taken away from the second on Viv, but she 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 was she walked around with a chip on her shoulder, mm-hmm. and she wanted she needed she wanted that respect in all walks of her life. She when she tried to get the job as a professor, right when uh, she was when she was taking the dance when she was showing up the people at the dance class, right you could see that chip on the shoulder, and then to see actually how it played out for her in her real life right as a chip on her shoulder right it it was it was sad almost because not sad almost but it was just sad because you recognize that a couple things one her being um black right without being without her even having to act there's an already assumed chip on the shoulder so she lived that as she played it in the show very perfectly right and then to get get fired from the show she even though she in real life she they another added this added more on to the chip on her shoulder right she was then this black ball from the industry and to think that that's something that in that point in time in Hollywood and even today right when you get your when you get black ball and you try to find other work 
and you're and you're pregnant and you're going through marital issues it's like it separates you from a lot like that show went on to be uh so very so very successful and she, i don't know where she, what she went back to but it almost feels like well okay you went back to living the life of as a as a like a regular household person sure meanwhile so you, you um you clearly it sounds to me like you definitely appreciate uh, enjoy or appreciated or connected with the first um iteration of aunt viv and that representation more than the second actress that played her right yeah i think the second actress was good but she played she was a- she was she played the more more she internal. was a motherly figure a motherly yeah, she figure. played a more internal role yeah motherly, motherly in the sense that yeah. that um uh i'm gonna it's it's interesting mother motherly role because a black mother would act like not that not to take again not taking away anything from the second on viv but there's there black both acted like black mothers right and just that you don't get and it, maybe it's just because of again this is aspect of colorism here right oh really and when you wow. see a light skin um person versus a dark skin person it's it's and the way it was set up too as well it makes sense that that the she second on Viv was more gentle, right? Was more right. docile, was right. more just at home, right? Yeah. Especially if the way I'm assuming they wrote, they set that up because the other Aunt Viv's char- personal character was bleeding into it too much. But that bleed, right, is actually authentic and not not disingenuous and it's actually wasn't disrupt it was disruptive but it was necessary and you know uh they they've done this in the past before um when good in shows like good times right where uh the father they he had to die in an episode so they could write him off the show uh, just because he was also being difficult and yeah. right and that was, idea was he a dark skin uh, actor yeah and okay. I, I think it's I think I don't want to keep it on a dark skin aspect but there is definitely a dark skin aspect when it comes to uh, role picking yeah. and, and, the, and the reception of the audience yeah. And it influences even uh, black people as well. Like even people would prefer to date some of these people that prefer to date a light skinned black girl, yeah. Yeah. even as a black person. But I think another thing that's one, <laughs> one last thing to think about there in the, in the two on vivs is just like even today, right? Um, that still exists and it's sad that um like that gets taken on for difficult 
and not passion. But yeah, I yeah. think people are starting yeah. to recognize now that black difficulty is really black passion. And it's a passion to live or a passion to like express, to be, yeah. it's a passion to be appreciated, it's a passion to be respected, it's a yeah. passion to be, to show that, hey, I'm here, I'm here to yeah. represent. You know, uh, what you're saying is so spot on and it's it's what you're saying is is 100 true and accurate and you see it in other disciplines you know like when a wide receiver when a black wide receiver is 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 you know uh, is angry and upset he's he's he, he's a bad teammate he is being disruptive you know but oftentimes if a white qb is getting into someone's face he's impassioned and trying to you you, you know inspire the team right it's like what right. you, you know it's, it's, the, it's that same thing you know and, you know, you mentioned colorism stuff and, you know, that, that colorism is, for me, sometimes I feel like colorism is, is, is worse than racism because colorism is oftentimes executed in a way where it's people within the same ethnicity is, 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 is being prejudiced to each other amongst each other, you, you, you know? And yeah. I, I'll say this, I, I, cause I don't want to, um, you know, tarnish or uh, stain and anything the second on Viv did because I think she clearly she's uh, appreciated and enjoyed and respected and and and, and valued for what the contribution she's done to the show and uh, you know it's great and she was fantastic I think the only thing that makes me sad is that um and, and this exists in so many disciplines and it has happened uh, in, in so many ways but it's like back to colorism it's like oh okay so a dark-skinned woman is out okay so what's next it's like it's a light-skinned woman now you, you know and like it's always like the 2.0 it has to, you always have to get lighter or something like 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 that's supposed to be the, the updated the newer version you, you you know yeah i mean and and, I, and I, I think and then that exists in in in, in a lot a lot of ways you, you know, intentional throughout. or not like intentional, intentional or not exactly it's always we, like it feels and if we don't we will never know I mean, it yeah. feels very intentional every time. Um, you, you know, as a as 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 a diehard basketball fans who are followers, uh, well, no, you, you know, I, I I see this a lot in in the NBA. You know, when a black coach is fired, it's often a white coach takes over for him. Yeah. You know, and 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 when when a white coach is fired, there's always like an interim coach, and it's oftentimes a black coach. Hmm. You see what I mean? Like very rarely is uh is like a black uh white coach fired and then a black guy comes in. You know, like there's examples. Uh, Doc Rivers took over um the 76ers a season and last year there was um Brett Brown. So yeah, you know, but there's so many times like a JJ Bickerstaff or you know all these coaches where like a white coach is fired and then you put in a black guy as the interim coach. Oh, Jacques Vaughn last season he was the interim coach of the brooklyn nets oh until we find steve nash let's throw him in there mm -hmm. you see what i mean and so you know the it's, it's really sticky here because i don't want to because all of these actors and actresses and basketball coaches that we're mentioning they have so much credibility to them they have so much education and experience so i don't want to dilute it into the 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 the, the, the skin tone and the skin color but you know we talked about this oftentimes with colorism it's it's you, you, you know it's when you're replacing another when you're following someone else it's it's hard to not notice that this this the color of your skin the, the tone of your skin 
is this are you presented as the the, the, the updated the 2.0 the better version what does that mean mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's it's tough it's tough and it's it's a slippery slope and yeah 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 it, yeah it is it's definitely a slippery slope uh it's i think it's definitely the lack the it's definitely more about the emotions that get uh subliminally invoked when yep. that happens yep. and that's yep. why this is a b- big conversation uh yep. but yeah <laughs> cool yeah and you know this is why we we love the fresh prince because it, it allowed us to 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 um look at you know co- uh, issues of, of racism colorism of injust social injustices and stuff and uh, so many things and family relations but another reason why we love the show is straight up fashion you know just uh you know years later complex all these fashion magazines gq will compile lists every so often about you know best outfits best sneaker moments best you, you know everything and everyone across the board you know had so many unique dope looks you know and uh let's uh, let's take us let's take some time and break down our our favorite looks you know i, I want to show our viewers uh what we, what we what we have uh uh, Joe and I, we picked out some of our favorite fashion moments from uh, from the show. Yeah, you want to kick it off? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, um, so uh, I guess you you have a list, and then I have a list as well of our favorite outfits. And um, I guess I- I'll start off. My first favorite outfit from the show is uh, this interesting one, where it's uh, Will wearing like a crop top t-shirt cut open to show the stomach, which I'm not a fan of that, but, but even though Kid Cudi has done that, but why I picked this outfit is, um, I yeah, love to know why you picked this one. Yeah. I love sports and yeah, you know, this we're both diehard sports fans and I love like geography and I love like cultures and things like that. And a huge part of, of, of Will Smith's character was him represent Philly. Right. And he was not from LA. He was not from Bel Air, and he is a Philadelphia transplant. By the way, our viewers should know you're a Philly boy yourself. <laughs> yes, yes, that, yeah, that, that is true. And you know, here he has the 76ers shirt. He has the Eagles shorts. You know, and I can't tell what that hat is. Uh, possibly a Phillies. Uh, flyers that's flyers or something like that yeah yeah and so that for me this is a dope fashion one for me because um you know him being from philly was such a big thing and this outfit head to toe was was a physical representation of like i'm from philly and so i just love that he's putting on for his town i love that he's putting on for his city and yeah that's why i think that outfit is just so fly man yeah uh i was i've in my revisiting of outfits and trying to pick my top five i are done my, my top will outfits this this one came up a lot in other people's top fives and i was just like yep. it's not my top five but uh, yeah. i was wondering i was just wondering th- that opinion so that makes sense uh that that's an interesting angle why i would pick but i definitely like you said wouldn't wear wouldn't wear <laughs> that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, me either, me either. But, but, but you recognize that among and other outfits were very prevalent in that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it just speaks to also uh, that, 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 that I love vintage sports logos and we all do, you know, like vintage sport logos are all back, are back in a big way. And 
sports logos were so fun in the 90s and late 80s early 90s they were so there was like they were so bold so colorful and yeah and mm. so yeah I, I love that anyway what's uh what's your first choice uh my first choice was i mean well no specific order but yeah. um uh will's suit jacket oh yeah in the show it was one of the so first wild. times where you see where where will what had to make everything his own right yes yes, right? yes. they they go to the school and everybody's jacket is the na typical navy blue but he comes in mm -hmm. here with i don't know what kind of pattern that is no uh, well. um it almost feels very uh biggie-ish in a sense where mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, like a Kooji sweater. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like a Kooji sweater, but I don't think it's Kooji. But no, whatever no, no. it whatever it is, mm -hmm. it's it's very loud. Mm -hmm. And it's um it's very in itself, it's representation of hip hop, right? Like oh, yeah. I'm just gonna step on the toes of yep. something and flip it and make it look like this. Yep, yep. I love that such an iconic moment in the show where he turns the jacket inside out yeah no no uh my second choice uh this photo well first will is fly in this photo too i mean that look is so on now you know people are wearing light wash denim like that people are tucking their shirts and that 90s striped shirt is is is, is back but actually, this is my favorite uh, Carlton outfit. And I think this is the, the perfect Carlton outfit that sums up what this character was going for. This very, um, you know, tennis grounded uh, attire. Mm. And this this was very, very, very um, uh, representative of, of his uh, of his aesthetic. Well, first and foremost, I love the deep V. I love... Uh, I, when it comes to v-neck sweaters i love v-neck sweaters that have the two like tennis polo outline it's very tasteful it's very classy and uh, it's very like a vintage ralph lauren very vintage like tommy hilfiger i love that and uh and i also love the the short shorts the above the knee shorts are very very in right now in so many ways you know and carlton's rocking them here brands like kith brands like um um like uh oh, hundreds i just bought a pair of all all the shorts that I've been buying, they just when whenever like I get I get them in my size, and I recognize that yeah. they just always end up above the knee. And exactly, exactly, exactly. And you know that above the knee thing is now a very like modern, athletic, and hip hop or streetwear look. But actually, that above the knee short is very much grounded in the uh, the. Uh, like a tennis look you, 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 you know that prep tennis aesthetic and this is this is where it all started from there you know uh you uh, say aim leon door aim leon dore is uh is another big brand kit that if you look at all their outfits the models for all the latest up uh, latest drops have all been this outfit long outerwear hoodie sweater something over and then juxtaposed with the short shorts you, you, you know and uh yeah. so that is my favorite carlton outfit yeah, I mean, I, it's not, it's, it's a fit in a sense that if done right, I, I find myself doing the same thing sometimes, like yeah. the shorts and then the sweater. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, if I think about his outfit specifically, that, that would be something definitely I would rock. Like if I was going, like you said, playing tennis or yeah. just hanging out, uh, yeah. after like, like I've I've 
even like right now, I got on shorts and this and this the hoodie, but it's short sleeve. By I could I could flip this into a long sleeve easily. So it's like you, you look at that outfit and you're I'm gonna say like sometimes you're immediately turned off, but yeah, you're but I I can't tell you how many times I catch myself actually wearing something very similar to that, and that's yeah. just because. It makes sense, and it's. I mean, it's the. It's also the to say byproduct of the times. Yeah, yeah. Cool. What you got uh, next? But yeah, me next one I got is. Uh, let's go to Carlton. Then she went to Carlton. Uh, I got the C note outfit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, C note outfit. So when Carlton, an episode when Carlton. That's a really good episode. Right. He he. Uh, moved out for a bit and he was just like now nah, I'm gonna kick it here he meets Will's friends he goes with Will right I believe he was um I forgot yep. why he went with Will but he goes yep. there he was real scared at the moment but he gets in yep. there he starts uh, helping people with their taxes and their first of all that nickname is amazing c-note <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he does people's accounting right yeah yeah exactly right no <laughs> money but yeah yep he he gets in there and he just basically yeah. becomes like the boss and yeah and, and will becomes this character now where he's like what the hell does happen here you don't yeah. this ain't your life so mm -hmm. but to focus more on the outfit though uh it looks some it looks like something that um it looks like a pirate it looks like something again well i'm ignoring the headband i'm just this the shirt yeah. be that i like here in this situation right um i like two artists that this reminds me of aaron kai i don't know if you know aaron kai okay because he does a lot of stuff with waves um and those colors and then uh interestingly enough also uh when i i Without, if I take a quick look, it looks like something that Cause could have been involved. It looks so much like Cause. Will you just take a quick glance? Yeah, it looks like something that Cause could have been involved. Involved and, in. You know, I why I love this too is like color blocking was such a huge thing in the '90s, and you see it in Carlton and Will and everyone, everyone. Whether you're a prep fashion guy or like a more like you know sporty kind of guy or whatever, but color blocking was huge. This does color block in a very unique way. Yeah, it does. Yeah. What do you think? I, I I don't I can't do it. But what do you think of the button up shirt all the way with the chains over it? You know, people I mean, I think that that's I can't, that's I can't the part it, but... that had to be authentic for Carlton. Yep. Right. Like, of course, he's going to button his shirt all the way up to the top. Yeah. So that's I think that's why they did that. Like, of course, he's going to do that. I mean, like you said, you would never do it. I would. I wouldn't. I. I I think I may have done it if I was Carlton as well. Like it's it's that it's that very much like it's when you do it you're trying to rep you are trying to it's it's like almost a, a, it's almost as relatable yeah. to sure. the collar flip up being like yeah yeah being broish yeah. Uh, on to my next one. Speaking of color blocking, is the Will outfit wearing the um, vertical striped T-shirt? Again, this is just '90s color blocking at its finest on full display. You, you know, this is so '90s. It's so a tribe called Quest. It's so 
you know, um, oh, vintage Nickelodeon, my brother and me. It's so just, okay. it's so Saved by the Bell. It's so Boy Meets World. It's it's everything. It's every 90s sitcom, every 90s show. It's so Martin. It's so everything. It's just everything you love about the 90s is in this shirt, you know, and and the unabashed use of color and the snapback, you know, so I guess not a snapback, but it's a, you know, but like, yeah, the, anyway, everything about this outfit is screams nineties and I love it. No, I'm glad you found this one. Cause I, I, this one I, I couldn't find and I, I, I like this one. Uh, the hat is dope for sure. Boots I LA, that's dope. Find a hat like that, but yeah, those colors um, and the way that, they do it in stripes. I definitely rock that today, even. Dude, and I literally, it, it reminds I, I me of the, we, huh? we had shirts like this when we were kids, man. Straight up. Yeah. I, I, I wore I stuff like this as a kid. I think I even well, I don't have any shirts like this now, but I would I would I would wear a shirt like this now. But um to highlight one more thing though on this shirt, you said it's funny you mentioned try call question. It looks like it doesn't have the same colors as the oh. as the uh uh what album is that uh yeah yeah i know what album i can't remember off something right now but the uh their second album uh what album is that the uh are you talking about midnight marauders not midnight marauders the instinctive travels of paths and rhythm uh low end theory Low in theory, yes. Yeah, yeah it's it's it has that vibe. Not exactly, but you know, for sure, right? Yeah. Sorry, no, 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 no. My bad. It is midnight midnight marauders. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's both. It's low in theory and midnight marauders. They both have that similar, you know. It's oh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 they both do that. that I was thinking about low end theory though. I was th I was thinking about low end theory, but they, yeah, they both do that. I forgot yeah. the Midnight Marauders cover. I was thinking about low end theory, but yeah, <laughs> and then they bring that back on their uh, on yeah. their on their most recent album as well. Yep. Nice. But yeah. Cool. What's the next? Yeah. So the next one that I liked was. Um, If we staying on the aspect of color blocking, uh, I would say Will's Michael Mike's jacket was fly to me. Uh, so fly, dude. Can't, can't see all the angles from the picture here, but we but on watching the episode, I like the fact that there was the badge here. They had the badge, Malcolm X badge here, and they also had a picture on the back. But that was, there's a lot of things going on here. And it's very, very like today. It's something that would be very like custom made, almost like DIY. It would have yeah. it would give off that type of feel, but yeah. it had the sleeves that were color patched, but then the the body of the jacket was ribbed, right? Yeah. So it was like almost like leathery in a sense, but then the sleeve was cloth, right? Was knit. Yeah. And then you got a patch on the back and you got a patch here. Again, it's almost very uh, DIY-ish in today's sense. But in that regard, it's like it's just 
it's just like it's very colorful and and wow. very different layers different layers no but representative no of that time no doubt no doubt no doubt it's real dope uh, my next look is this uh will outfit here where you know will was very sporty really trendy but he also had outfits to go out and look presentable in like on a date or at a restaurant or whatever and even when he had those moments he always did it his way you know and this is such a 90s shirt it's buttoned up all the way but it's not it's like kind of loose fitting but it's still doing the color blocking, but it's, but back in 92, 93, like this is something you would wear to a bar, to a club, to a restaurant, to a dinner party or something, you know? And I love that this is the perfect balance of a formal menswear attire and e a smart evening look, but it still has that nineties nostalgia, you know, that, 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 that hip hop, that, 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 uh, Tribe Called Quest color blocking is kind of like, yeah, you know, it's so, yeah, it's real dope. I, I like this because it, it blends both worlds together there. I really like this one. Yeah, it's, it has a very Miami Vice. Yeah, it kind of does. It has a Miami thing to it a little bit. It's Miami almost... Vice type uh, look yeah. and feel to where if you had a night out in Miami in the 70s and 80s. It looked like this, right? That's something that like a drug lord would be wearing, but yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? We're both fans of Narcos. It looks like it's something you would wear, and uh, like a narco would wear. Yeah, and that's what that's that's. You, you want to know something? You want to know something that I also really enjoy about Will's fashion, and uh, just going through what Will and Carlton in the '90s is, the '90s was the the fit was much looser. Yeah. 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 You know, you know, we're slowly getting back there now. You know, nowadays people are wearing like, a, you know, like like big loose jeans are back in, you know, girls are wearing them, guys are wearing them, loose overalls are back in. So we're getting back there. But for a while, it was very much like, you know, post Kanye with skinny jeans, skinny fit, looking slit, like a tight, you know. And what I love is this freedom. Like, look at Will's shirt. Like, that's clearly like, and if we're judging, not monetized, but maybe like two, three years ago, you would say like it's too, too big or something. But I love that loose kind of fit. Of like if you look at all the outfits of Trap Call Quest and any outfit at the time, if you look at this, like it's his nice shirt, right? Quote unquote nice shirt, but it's still loose. It's still like free, you, you know. And I yeah. love that loose fit in the the nineties, man. So yeah, well, I'm sorry to cut you off there, but yeah. Well, no, no, no. I, I was just gonna. I was just saying that it's it's interesting that um, uh, a lot of hip hop, right? has always had colorful moments. Yes, yes. Um, even, and it's interesting, I say it's interesting because it presents a, even like, there was a period of time where it, I feel like it probably died out when uh, Rockefeller, uh, I would say it died in 96 to probably 96 to 2003 in a yeah. sense it became more subdued when you had brands like sean john and rockerware being yeah. the like the go-to yeah. but if you look before that and you look after that especially today too with some of the things that the migos will walk around and wear but even before like uh the like the 90, the 96 era and 
the even back in golden hip hop, you look at some of the stuff Big Daddy Kane would wear and some of the stuff that Biggie would wear it was super loud. So I mean, it, I'm not. I'm pretty sure that it was there's moments in the uh, in the late '90s, 2000s yeah. where it was loud as well. But I the, the now and the before of the late '90s, you could see where that look would be very much today still. Totally. What you got? But yeah, my next one I got. Uh, similar. It's not similar, but uh, it, from a from Carlton's perspective, very similar. Yeah. So very. Yeah. Uh, again, um, it's a dress shirt, and it's 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 nice. It's presentable. It's presentable, but but it still has that '90s color, that yeah, '90s energy. Has colors coming down there. Uh, this one though is a, is, want, is a, is a, is a little bit more subdued. So yeah, it's like something that um, a Tommy Hilfiger could pull off in a sense. It's um, such a, yeah, yeah. Nowadays, like, and people would go pick it up, or even a polo could pull, pull this off. And that's so you, probably, is a polo. You, you gotta understand how geniuses pick is, man. Will is going out, right, to a club, to a dinner, something, right? And he has a color blocking nice shirt. Carlton is a very academic, very like business casual, this very educational look, and it still has color blocking, right? You know, and then you wear the t-shirt, just a t-shirt and with, with, with jeans to the grocery store that has color blocking. I love that whether you were an academic uh, uh, look like Carlton or the will going out in Miami or whatever, color was celebrated in the nineties, man. That That's why I love this list, this, this list we put together, you know? Yeah, color blocking is definitely in a lot of the picks that we have here yeah and, and, and do you see what i'm saying like the color blocking transcends you know just a realm it's not like color blocking. It, yeah it, it, yeah it's a t-shirt oh, no. it's there yeah, it's, it's across all realms of the of your fits like t-shirts sweaters you, you know like for, for work for 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 school for going out for chilling with your boys like it's it's everywhere you know it's everywhere yeah and i yeah. i almost would would want to know why that died in the workplace, but that's another conversation for another day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's my next one. Do you have another one? Oh, of course, man. My next one is is my last one, and it's uh, Will <laughs> wearing the loudest outfit I've ever seen in my life. It's this bright green socks, these purple shorts with a dog on it, and this crazy striped print shirt, and this crazy hat. And why I love this outfit is one, t-shirt is oversized, very loose, shorts, loose, hat to the side, all crazy. And the why I love this is like, it's so free. It's literally so free. No coordination whatsoever. None of it is, it's, it's very nonsensical, and it's very loud, but it just looks so natural on him, you, you, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, growing up when in our generation, growing up in the 2000s and late 90s, where we start forming our style, you know, like coordination was really big for our generation. You, you, you know what I mean? Like coordinate the throwback with the sneakers. You, 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 you know what I mean? And then when hipster, when styles got a little more hipster, we're still, can, we're trying to put the things together that make sense, you know, the, the skinny jean or the sweater or whatever, whatever. But literally, Will wanted something that just did not match. 
and because it none of it matched, it matches. <laughs> you, you know, and I, I love this freedom in this picture. Yeah. Yeah, I think it matches in the sense where it's it's if you know if you see that outfit, you know who wears it type type yes. vibe. And yes. personally speaking, yep. I've done this like you know, I, I do this all the time. Your style is very much like this. You match in this way. You you, you I've known I know that for I've known you for a decade now, man. And and the way you put outfits together is very much in this spirit. And yeah, and, this is and and that's one thing I always admire about your style is you will put on like striped shorts with a with a plaid shirt or something like this and that, that's something that's that's what something about you that's super nineties and I I can't necessarily do that and I don't necessarily do that and that's why I admire you for doing it and why I picked this outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely I I I even to this day I'll just grab like an oversized two X uh, basketball jersey. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then throw on a pair yeah. of regular shorts, and that yeah. makes no like, like people, people, I like, I hang out when I go hang out with like people, and I was like, why, why are you doing that right now? <laughs> Is that a dress? And no, nah, it's not a dress. Right? It's just that I just this I just don't, I it's not a lot of times for me it's not even it's not even a an intentional <laughs> style I'm trying to chase. I just right. I just do it because I want to do it. I I go to the store, Tracy McGrady jersey is there, and yeah. I and it's the only one got it in two X. So I'm I'm gonna get it because I want it. I not yeah. I I'm not gonna be able to get my size, so I get it and I, I'm and it just comes out that way. And Will had such a element of a freedom like that, and and you you pair your outfits that way too, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. no doubt, no doubt. Uh, but my next one is, and I got a couple more, I believe. Uh, uh, actually, I think no, I got, yeah, I got one more. I got one more. I got one more. Yeah, this is it, right? It's my last one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and and with Will, but I also it's a couple things happening here. I wanted to tie in the Grape Fives. This is a this picture has been celebrated and posted on so many sneaker accounts, you know, on yeah. like sneaker freaks and complex and stuff. Like this pick is legendary, man. Yeah, and but there's a lot there's a lot going on here. But the Great Fives one being iconic shoe of the of the whole series, right? It really, um, it really is. And the color, the two distinct colors, right? The the aqua color and the purple color in this episode yeah. uh actually do match his outfit there's a lot of episodes where he's wearing the great fives and they don't match with anything uh right. this time they definitely do match with his outfit that he got on um that would be something that i would wear yeah uh like like the way to look a there. pair of uh, great fives by the way uh yeah i think i did but they probably were knockoff <laughs> but um yeah they definitely were knockoff but um because I kind of definitely don't have them today and I try to I try to uh get them when they came back on a re-release but you know what year was that when they came back out yeah uh I think they did them let's, let's find out it wasn't that long ago right 
Yeah, it wasn't, but you know, nowadays, not that long ago, it's very long ago. I've 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 come to realize things that I thought was last year is really like yeah five years ago. Yeah. By the way, dude, check this out, man. In Japan, you can get even instant wonton soup, dude. I'm not why am I not surprised? <laughs> like, 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 bro, look at this. When you on and you open it, there was dehydrated dumplings, man. Look at yeah, that. 2013. Dehydrated. Yeah, that's dope. That's crazy, right? Yeah, 2013. So yeah, it's like 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 in it depends on how what you think is recently, but 2013 was yeah. when it came out. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh but yeah, this outfit here. Uh this outfit here, um, it's interesting that that that's Don Cheadle. Um uh, didn't know that actually until and yeah, I mentioned today. in the yeah. Yeah. But um his shirt is dope as well. No, you know, dude, the shirt is dope. And uh, I swear I had a pair of pants like that when I was like three. There's like a picture of me as a toddler wearing those kind of, I don't know what you call it, but it's like really loud and baggy and print all over pants, man. Like, yeah, I, I have hair just like that, dude. Well, yeah, I mean, the pants like that right now would be very pajama-ish. Yeah. And I mean, I've gone outside and yeah. taken days with I have this picture. I'm I'm gonna post it right here. Yeah. For everybody okay. to see in this episode. But I, I had this I have this outfit that I wore to a Christmas party three mm. years ago. Um and you'll see why it's very 90s. Yeah. That's dope, man. Um yeah, so those are some dope outfits, man. Yeah. I'm trying to think if they, um, but you know. There are so many cool fashion moments uh, uh, throughout the show, and but those are some of our favorite, man. So that was cool, dude. That was cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so any other things you want to recap on the show? Like anything that you want to wrap up with? What's, what, what else did you, like, just key moments you took away from uh, the reunion episode and the original show? Yeah, yeah. I, I think for me, if there is a closing point that you, you know that I would want to end with is that like, um, you know, the whole the whole concept behind our our podcast is to to celebrate pop culture of the past and to to look at it with with a with a modern take with with new eyes and stuff and and uh, if there's anything that uh that 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 stands out to me especially is. Yes, it was sad that unfortunately the, the social issues that were addressed are still relevant today. But if we can take it to a more positive note, the the, the life lessons that were that were applied in the show are are relevant today too. You know, themes of acceptance, of, of self-acceptance, um, um, themes of, um, of of support and friendship are still are still relevant. And um, even though Fresh Prince was such a time capsule of everything cool and trendy and it in the 90s it's timeless it's a yes. really really timeless show man you, you, you know and there's so many timeless moments do you remember where like what to me such an important moment in carlton's life uh in, in, in our character was do you remember he's uh trying to join the all-black fraternity 
and the all black fraternity decided from day one that he will not be joining but they're just just basically bullying him for for not being what their image of what a, a black person should be you know mm-hmm. and there was a big moment where he's like you know i'm like this i'm like this but you know uh, you know a black person can be that and can be this you know and um and Will had similar moments like that. Do you remember where he had the the braids in his hair where he came back from Philly and he was judged for having, you know, a, 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 a kind of outlandish hair or whatever. Yeah. Uncle Will decided it was, you know, and, you know, I'm going to end with like, yeah, even though it was, a, it was such a unique time capsule of the 90s, the life lessons, the writing, the concepts were not 90s exclusive. It was so timeless. And it was so, and it's still prevalent today. And that's the genius of the show, man. So that, that that's uh, that's one big thing uh, I wanted to end with. How about you, man? Yeah, um, in closing for me, I definitely agree with that timing, timeless aspect. Yeah. Um, the show was definitely, it transcends that time. And to hear, to hear people talk about it today as if um, they're seeing it for the first time, Mm-hmm. And they're showing it to kids of today and they're taking on the same lessons that we're taking on sad in certain moments, but, but appreciated that something like this can be made at that point in time and still uh, live on to be what it is today. So yeah. definitely a powerful show, powerful in that aspect. Um, the one thing though I want, last thing I do want to give nod to um are some of the supporting supporting characters mm. and the way that they helped out. Uh, and I think it's, it goes under, underappreciated sometimes, but um, uh, By the way, take one character that was not celebrated as, as much as I was hoping or expecting was, was, um, was, uh, I'm drawing a blank. What's the butler's name? Jeffrey. Jeffrey. He, he didn't have a moment, did he, in the, the reunion episode? Yeah, his moment was very short when they went yeah. back to the candidates to the light to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't about Jeffrey. It was about that, you know, De La Ghetto, you know. But anyway, it was, that was a dope yeah. moment. Yeah, That's yeah, just yeah. a moment, so it was cool. But I would have loved to – I was just curious about, like, why did they pick a British butler? Because butlers are often British. And, like, how about we talk about – was that the first time a lot of people witnessed the – a black person that was not American that was British, you, you, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just curious about that, but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that that would have been interesting to research on, like how how that felt for him yeah. being a British actor at that time, or uh, if he was even a British actor, maybe he's faking. But anyway, <laughs> uh, he, I think uh, he is British though. Yeah, right. He, he probably British. is. I, I'm 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 joking, but um. No, to the support. Yeah, that's him being a supporting character. That's one. Uh, but uh, Ashley, mm. right? I, I, and in my going back to uh, the characters, right? Mm-hmm. I'm highlighting Ashley because I feel like there is a lot that could have been done with her character in today's world oh. right where a lot if if that show if fresh prince was around 2020 ashley would have such a huge 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 like uh 
weight on our shoulders to 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 connect to the youth to connect to the um yeah yeah for sure man yeah but uh i the one thing i appreciate about her character is well for one her outfits are also dope if you go back and her outfits okay. are more 90 female outfits than hillary's were hillary yeah hillary was very like 90210 like sophisticated la yeah. but it was niche in that way yeah so and when i went when i re was revisiting outfits i was like damn i actually got these some like like she there was some fly moments when i was like she low-key got some of the flyest hip-hop gear in the show and we just didn't really pay attention to that so yeah i think that's one gem moment that you feel like i want to definitely go back and look at her outfits yeah she has some dope dope outfits man yeah 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 i'm i'm gonna I'm post one right here for <laughs> right here uh one moment with her but yeah i think for sure she had dope, some dope, dope outfits. Cool. Nice. Well, I think uh, that's a wrap on episode one. Uh, this deep dive into the Fresh Prince reunion episode and Fresh Prince. And, and yeah, man, that was really fun, dude. And uh, that's the, to kick it off, that was uh, to kick off the podcast. It was perfect that we started with Fresh Prince, the, the most probably iconic thing coming out of the 90s as far as TV goes. And uh, yeah, uh, to our listeners, uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, I, I, this is what you can expect more of, of, of us going back and revisiting pop culture moments of the past and seeing it with modern takes and modern eyes and trying to place it in today's context and and celebrating how much uh, it has influenced us. So yeah, that was good, man. That was really good. Yeah, for sure. So stay tuned, everybody. I hope you look forward to more episodes of from Nostalgia Unrequited. All right, guys. Peace. Peace.